So I sold cookies for about a year before I said, you know what? I feel like these people need a hype girl. They, I, they fell in love with the community. They had all these struggles. They were lonely. They were stressed. And I'm like, I get that because I'm here. And I'm working alone and I'm lonely and stressed too. But I had... I had the, um, you know, the graphic t-shirt mindset since I've sold some um, in my boutique. And I'm like, I'm going to go all in. And I auctioned off my boutique piece by piece. And I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to do this t-shirt thing. So I was like, it's now or never. I'm Heidi Marinell, and I'm on a mission to spotlight incredible female-owned small businesses who've conquered the business world on their terms. Together, we're diving into the stories of real relatable women who've turned their passions into thriving businesses. I'm a small town mom with a passion to break free from the ordinary and provide you with new, specific, and downright revolutionary business ideas. I'm interviewing women who've dared to dream differently and have turned their passions into profit. The best news? They've got fresh ideas that can ignite your passion and creativity. No more vague top 10 lists of business ideas that lead nowhere. I believe in dreams with real substance, and I want to provide you with inspiration that leaves you thinking, I can do this too. Whether you're itching to start your own venture or craving a fresh twist on your existing business, your go-to source for inspiration is here. Welcome to Her Business Rocks. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Her Business Rocks. We are kicking off our very first episode with Courtney Carey from Bakery Tea Co. Bakery Tea Co. is a lifestyle clothing line specifically for cookie makers and bakers. Although Courtney has only owned Bakery Tea Co. since March of 2020, she has been an entrepreneur for her entire adult life, and she's super passionate about small business owners. Courtney has created a community of raving fans on Instagram who literally cannot wait to purchase new designs or order from her new collections. Having previously owned her own cookie business, Courtney relates to all the things bakers hear from their clients, and her Instagram reels are on point. I'm so excited to welcome Courtney, so let's jump right into the interview. I am so excited to welcome Courtney to the podcast today. Welcome. Hi, thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I can't believe I'm your first guest on your um, on your podcast. Congratulations. Yes, thank you so much. Um, so let's dive right in. Let's talk first about how you got into entrepreneurship. You used to have um, your own hair salon in your home and... Um, you had your own cookie business yourself, and now you've moved on to t-shirts. So let's talk a little bit about what's your background in entrepreneurship and how did you get into the business that you're in now? Right. My parents were both self-employed. So growing up, um, my parents were always able to make it to all of my volleyball games and track meets and things like that. And I um, just love that. And I feel like they kind of instilled that hard work into me. And that don't work for the man kind of um, kind of thing into me. So um, when I wanted to do hair, my sister already had a um, a successful hair business, and so I was like, I want to do that. And so for ten years, I did hair before I ever um, even thought about cookies. And I. Um, had a boutique for a little while. I started with an MLM, which I know that that has a lot of uh, 
you know, weird uh, thoughts about it. But I started there and I'm glad that I did because it taught me how to sell. And then I started my own boutique. It was just a small women's boutique. And I had a small Facebook group that I sold to. Most of them were local. And it was it was a little success. It was it was fun. And um, and I really enjoyed it. And then I signed up to do, um, I think it was like three dozen cookies for our church's Christmas Eve service. And I wasn't a baker. I had never done this before. And so I got on Pinterest. I'm like, what could I make? You know, I saw these royal icing cookies. I saw these amazing cookies. They were like super decorated and intricate. And I just fell in love with the process. They used royal icing, which has this really smooth finish and they could do really cool, um, you know, details. And I'm like, I need to figure out how to do this because I was just obsessed with it. And so I, I did it. And before I left the church service, I had an order for, um, for a baby shower coming up. And, and it was crazy how people just kind of fell in love with the cookies and they enjoyed watching my journey. And, um, and then I fell in love with the community. So I had a home salon, a boutique in the salon. So there were racks in my salon. And then, I mean, it was crazy. So sometimes my hair customers would shop before they would leave. So it was fun. And then I started these cookie things and it was just taking over. It was too much. And I knew that I couldn't do it. But this cookie thing, I was like, there is something special here. And whatever comes my way, I'm just going to say yes, because I feel like the I felt like God was just telling me like, this is where you need to be. This is this is it. And so I just felt prompted to just keep on going with this cookie thing. So I sold cookies for about a year before I said, you know what, I feel like these people need a hype girl. They, I, they fell in love with the community. They had all these struggles. They were lonely. They were stressed. And I'm like, I get that because I'm here. And I'm working alone and I'm lonely and stressed too. But I had I had the, um, you know, the graphic t-shirt mindset since I've sold some um, in my boutique. And I'm like, I'm going to go all in. And I auctioned off my boutique piece by piece. And I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to do this t-shirt thing. So I was like, it's now or never. Um, Yeah. In 2020 in March, when everything shut down, I'm like, I've got to focus on this. And so that's how, that's how it started. Awesome. I love that. I love that you saw that you knew what other people were feeling and you could find a way, a solution to, like you said, be their hype girl and just bring them encouragement and relatability, right? That's everyone. Everybody wants to know that there's somebody else who gets what they're going through in yes. business. Yeah. So that's awesome. I love that. I love that you had your racks like right there and <laughs> your customers. I mean, that's what we do when we're getting started, right? Or yep. when, when we're working from home, we do what we can. And I love that. So you started, um, you know, you started these t-shirt lines and did you have any graphic design experience? So I had zero experience, um, none at all. Um, that part didn't get me down. The part that kind of brought me down was the technological part of running an online business. I've never really had to do that, um, you know, 
all my businesses were in person or just through Facebook and like PayPal invoices. So I've never had to actually run a website before. And that part terrified me. That still does. But um, YouTube, YouTube and podcasts and TikTok and just like the the education is out there and it's free. So if you are not afraid to to just dig in a little and try a few things. Um, my sister was a big help to me. She had a t-shirt shop that, that was her niche and she, um, was doing really well. And I just knew, you know, that I had, um, you know, a friend in her that she could help me. And, um, but yeah, so no graphic design experience at all. Um, it was tough to figure out what looked good on a t-shirt because what looks good on your screen may not, you know, directly, um, you know, correlate to a good looking t-shirt. So some of my, some of my early designs were a little rough, but it got better. (laughs) It got better over time. Um, but yeah, if you are just open, if you're open to learn, you can, you can do anything. Yeah. And that's just it. Like, um, if you are open to learn, the information is out there, right? And even if you don't have a lot of money, you know, you can pay for a course to learn a certain thing. Um, but if you don't have the money, the information's still out there. You just have to dig a little harder. Yeah. So um, as you're making these designs, um, how did you get ideas for continuing designs? Did your Did your audience jump in and give you ideas or did you just Whatever you felt like <laughs> from your experience, is that how you created designs or tell us more about that? So a little bit of both. I I didn't know of anyone at the time who was doing this. So I mean, if you if I looked it up on Etsy, it would just say like cookie dealer or, you know, just something very basic, but nothing really kind of dove into the home baking um, cookie artist kind of niche. So I've always had a very dry and sarcastic sense of humor. So I really wanted to bring that into my brand. Um, That part comes naturally to me, but I also love using pop culture and trending songs and words and, um, and then just switch it and make it about baking. Um, People love that. Um, I'm also in a lot of Facebook communities that are centered around bakers um, and they're just full of my dream customers. So I pay a lot of attention to the struggles that they face and the verbiage that they use um, and the lifestyle that they live. Um, So like along, like along with my experience as a baker, um, then I can create teas that are so relatable to them that they just say, you made this just for me. Or how did you know that, you know, that this was my life? Um, or I'm in this photo and I don't like it, <laughs> they'll say. Um, and that's the biggest compliment that I could get because it means that I'm doing my job right. Right, right. You are speaking right directly to them. Yeah, that's, and people can't help but buy things that they know are, this is me, this is relatable, this is exactly how I feel. Yes. Um, and that kind of brings up another point. So you do this out of your house. You yeah. have young kids. Um you know, you, you have those same ideas that go along with your cookie thing. So I know in some of your reels, your reels are so relatable, right? Just sitting in your house and somebody's late for their cookie pickup and you're like sitting there with your kids or, you know, like just the relatability between being a mom, running a home business and having customers that you're trying to keep satisfied at the same time. It's a yeah, it just continues to make you really relatable. Um, okay, let's talk about the business model that you use. Do you keep 
inventory at your house or tell us about how you produce the shirts? So I use 99% of the time, I use a print on demand. Um, it's an amazing way to run your business. Um, I, I often will embroider shirts or something on my own just to give a little bit of a um, unique option for them. Um, but 99% of the time, it's all um, print on demand, everything um, is automated through my website. I don't have to keep inventory in my home. When I ran the boutique here, everything in the in the room was telling me, you haven't sold this yet. You know what I mean? And so it was like, oh, I've paid for this. I need to be selling. And I felt guilty. Like the stuff would just taunt me. And it would say like, oh, you better, you better take new photos. You better go, you know, push these products. And I felt guilted. I never would relax ever. Um, but with print on demand, I'm able to keep nothing in my house. So, I mean, I could take this on the road if I wanted to, you know, if we, <laughs> if we wanted to pack it up and, you know, go live on, you know, in an RV or something. But I, I wanted something that was, you know, just cleaner than what I had and just less stressful. And this is, this is the way to do it because I, it's all automated to where if a customer orders through my website, then my printing company um, intercepts that. They package it, they brand it for me, and they ship it on my behalf. And if there's ever an error, like a printing error or the wrong size, it's not on me, it's on them, and, and then they'll take care of it. So it's a wonderful business model. All I have to do is design and then um, you know post on social media to drive traffic to my website. And that's the fun part. So it's like, that's the part that I want to do. <laughs> so yeah, I love print on demand. I think it's so phenomenal that we have that option because, you know, that is not that old of a, of an idea, right? And it used to be um, owning a boutique meant you had all the inventory. And like you said, sitting in boxes, taunting you literally, like I am still sitting here and you are not making money. Yes. So I love that print on demand. You don't have extras, you know, it's very, it keeps your, your margins in check, I guess is the way to say it. Um, and you don't have all that extra overhead in some of your reels or on Instagram. I also see you, I think using a heat press. So do you do that? Like, do you do a special one sometimes where you're like, I, I want to do something on my own or is that when you have, yes. um, yeah. Okay, so um, when you work with a print on demand company, they show you what they have. And so if you want something that's a little bit different or a garment that they don't provide, then you have to buy that product yourself and create it yourself if you want it. You know what I mean? So I can't just say like, I want a, you know, a tie dye shirt if the print on demand company doesn't offer that. So that's where the print, um, the heat press came from. That's why I embroider. It's because my print on demand company doesn't offer that. And okay. Yeah. So I do it myself. Also, I am still creative and I love kind of, you know, doing things with my hands. I don't do hair anymore. So I'm like, what do I do with my hands? <laughs> and, um, and I don't really bake cookies anymore. So I feel like I sometimes need a creative outlet. And so when I learned about heat presses and, um, and like the transfers that you can use, that was just exciting to me. And 
um, it's just a fun way to um, to put, to provide a new product that I couldn't otherwise do. So I know a lot of your business has grown through Instagram, right? Yeah. Um, and like you said, that's one of your favorite parts. And I can tell that you're really good at it. Not everyone's really good at it, but you are <laughs> relatable on there. And I think it's because you are in the industry, right? And then you created something that you knew the industry needed. So I just love your reels. Um, I And I haven't mentioned this yet, but I... I had a my own cookie business for about two months. Oh, <laughs> that's how long I lasted. Okay, um, not as actually, easy as it looks. <laughs> it's not, and I too like I love the creativity, and I love the colors, and you know all the things you can do with the cookies. But it is time consuming, right? And I think yes. a lot of people don't understand how really time consuming it is. So after a while, I was just like, you know, I. I, there's, there's something else out there, but I loved, um, trying it and just learning it. And I still have all my stuff for, um, doing it as a hobby now and then. And, but I very much enjoyed like the actual cookie part compared to the marketing, whereas you love the marketing. So that is even better for this type of business when you're doing print on demand and you're not, like you said, you don't have your hands in there physically making the product. Yeah. So being a cookier, you, um, is that the right word? Cookier? Is yeah. that what they call themselves? Yeah, that's what, <laughs> okay. that's what they say. I know I've seen that online, but I'm like, is that offensive? Is it- no. <laughs> <laughs> is that politically correct? <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, but having been in that role, you know exactly how people feel when, you know, when an order doesn't go right or somebody keeps asking for something over and over above and beyond what they've paid for. And just all those different minor things that don't, don't seem like a lot, but really add up. And, and so your reels really connect with your community. So tell us a little bit about, um, how do you keep coming up with fresh ideas for the community, um, and, and reels that really connect? Tell us how you do that. So like you said, I was in the business and Although most of my clients were, you know, close friends, sometimes I did have those customers that, you know, just didn't didn't quite make the uh, ideal customer, you know, fit, you know. Um, but you know, those online communities, we have um, a Facebook community. Um, it's Bakery Tico's community. It's called Cookie Society, and people can just talk about like, how do I reply to this customer? She's, you know, she's being really difficult or asking too much of me. Um, I pay attention to those because I know that if somebody is like at the point where they're typing out this whole problem, that it's really weighing on them. And so I'll just take mental note. And if I hear like an audio um, on like an Instagram reel that I'm like, oh, I could relate it to that situation. I'll just make content out of it so that other people feel heard. And they're like, wow, I'm dealing with that. Or they'll even tag somebody else and they'll be like, this is what you're dealing with right now. And um, so really it's, it's the Facebook communities that I'm in where we all just are, um, have been like, we're all small business owners. We're all trying to make money. We're all trying to, you know, promote a business that, you know, most people don't understand and they just need to be heard. And so I don't have cookie clients, so I can make fun of the customers, you know what I mean? (laughs) And 
they can't do that necessarily because, you know, they don't want to offend their people. But I'm like, I'm out of the business. I don't I, I don't have to, uh, you know, keep it classy. <laughs> um, so I so I speak for the people, you know, they want their thoughts and their feelings heard. And they just um, I don't know, they're people, too. And sometimes people look at them like they're just cookie machines and they're not. They have lives. They have kids. They have sometimes they have nine to five jobs and. Um, yeah, so, um, so yeah, those conversations and, um, those conversations that I, that I read about or that people talk to me about, I will just take mental notes of that and I'll turn that into content sometimes, um, because I know that they're not the only ones. Would you say you spend more time, um, promoting than actually designing? Probably more time promoting. Because a lot of my shirt designs are um, like evergreen, like you can buy them any time of the year. Like the one I'm wearing right now just says cookies and like fun groovy letters. That's not like a um, a Valentine's Day design. Um, When I have a like a holiday collection, I spend a little bit more time promoting and pushing that. Um, But when I have more evergreen designs that people can buy and wear all throughout the year, then I don't have to push those as much because they'll just sell on their own. People will see them and and buy them. They're on the website year round. It really just depends on the time of the of the year. I spent a lot of time um, this summer just prepping for Halloween and spooky season and fall. And tomorrow that launches um, at the time of this recording and um and so then I'll spend a lot of time promoting that and, um, and yeah, to the end of the year because fall and um, Christmas are huge for my business for sure. Do you have a favorite collection or favorite season that you love to design for? I love Halloween because you can just be so sarcastic and sassy and the, <laughs> I don't know, all the rules of class just go out the window and, and you can just be fun. Um, and Christmas is always a good time too. Okay, let's jump a little bit into talking about the working from home piece. So um, obviously you have a family with young kids and so you have the thing we can never achieve, right? The work-life balance. Yes. Um, but really... I've come to learn, you know, it, it's not about being balanced every day. It's about the season that you're in, right? How, what does balance look like during that time? So how many hours do you think you work per week? Like, do you have a general idea? I probably work 10 hours a week, a few hours a day. And um, I'm pretty good about taking Sundays off and making that a family day. Um, I might post in the afternoon after church or something. Um, but yeah, unless I am actively promoting something, um, I um, maybe a few hours a day. Um, I do have a one-year-old, <laughs> so she keeps me on my toes. Um, and then I, I have a son that's going into first grade and a daughter going into fourth grade. So they keep me busy as well. During the school year, obviously, everybody's gone. So I'll probably have a little bit more time um, during nap time. Um, but yeah, I just I just kind of fit work into the gaps of my day. And sometimes I'll get a sitter and just knock out some some good work. I could honestly get all my work done in a week in one day if I had a sitter full like for a whole day. But um, but that doesn't happen around here. <laughs> so the print on demand really, I think, is what makes this 
a really good choice, especially for busy moms or busy women, because like you said, you only do 10 hours, 10 hours a week. And of course it takes more time getting and going. Um, and really you can put in more time if you want, if you want it to be a full-time job, you know, and really focus on that. But I think that this type of job is really ideal for someone who is more limited in their time because you're not, you're not shipping things from your house. Right. And you're not constantly ordering things and, and, Everything is very streamlined. So I think this is an awesome opportunity for people in that situation or just, you know, don't have a lot of free time. So yeah, I could not, I couldn't do it without the automation of print on demand. It's been the biggest blessing for our life for our, I mean, our summers, even my husband's a teacher. And so he's home during the summers. And so we can, we can go out and just do what we need to do. And, and then I'll work later that night. So, um, print on demand is an excellent opportunity for anybody who, um, who wants to work from home and who wants, you know, all that back work, like all that printing and pressing and shipping and all that. If I had to do that, I would never stop working or I'd be up, you know, late into the night, uh, shipping and packing orders every night, but I don't have to do that. And that's given me so much freedom. And, um, yeah, it's just so great to know that that's all taken care of. So automation is the biggest blessing. Yeah. My husband is a teacher and coach too. So he also has summers off, but he still puts in a lot of times at other summer jobs. Mm -hmm. And so just having that freedom, um, it's one of my goals to, um, to be able to have different income streams so that we can do more of that just freedom, what, what we want during the day, you know, Definitely. and, um, freedom to travel and, and things like that. So that's exciting. Okay. Back to working from home. What do you love about working from home? I mean, obviously you're there with your family, but what is, do you have a very favorite part of it? I love that I can like go on all my kids field trips. I can have you know, the house clean if we're doing something that night, or I can have dinner ready. Um, I feel like I'm more on top of things at home, especially when everybody's gone, and not like dirtying up all my dishes all day. Um, so I just I feel like I have a little bit more control um, as a, like a wife and a mom, um, having those hours at home. And um you know, I'll throw in a load of laundry and, um, and make a post or I'll, um, I'll clean the kitchen, but I'll make that part of my content. You know, I just, I feel like I'm able to, to do it all, <laughs> even though I really don't. <laughs> but to feel like you, you're not constantly, um, behind is huge. Yeah. yeah. So to um, have that time and that freedom to, you know, pick up your house or yeah, go on the field trip. I agree. I used to work outside the home for a bank and that was one of the most frustrating things was it, my kids are, are older now in high school, but just um, having to take time off to get to their events or things is huge. Like I, yeah. I'm a mom first, yes. but we, you know, I, I value work and I, I like to work mm -hmm. and I like to do good good work. And so it's been finding that where's that sweet spot where I can do the things that are important to me and still feel like, you know, you're not drowning financially or you're not drowning in a, in a different area, but have that opportunity to, to do work, but also take a breath. Yes. 
Totally agree. Yeah. Okay. So working from home is great. It can also not be great. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, one thing I know, like, so I'm, I'm up close away in a room, right? I have moved, I have moved my work area around our house so much trying to find the best spot for me, because if I see, if I am, you know, constantly walking past the kitchen or something, I get distracted. Like, Oh, I need to clean that up. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, and that, that's part of me. Like I like to be clean and organized, so that's my own problem. But, um, what would you say is the hardest part of working from home for you? If I don't feel motivated, I may not get anything done because I have nobody breathing down my neck saying, hey, these reports are due or, hey, we have a deadline. Um, I, If I start scrolling, looking for something, I can waste a lot of time, um, you know, just on TikTok or whatever. Um, social media can be a huge distraction for me. Um, it can be a great tool, but at the same at the same time, it can waste my day away. Um, so I just have found that if I leave my phone on the charger in my room, I can come out to my computer and get a lot more done than, um, than bringing my phone. So, um, the self-motivation is sometimes, sometimes I'm really into it and some days I'm just not feeling it. And however I feel that's, that's how much I get done. (laughs) So, um, but I feel like like there's some days where I just get up and I take my laptop to a coffee house. I can get so much done there. It's just like the change of like environment and stuff. I feel like I'm in work mode, but sometimes I just kind of get used to my environment around here and I'm like, Oh, I'll just go over here or I'll go over there and mosey, mosey over and get a snack. And and so then, then you get distracted and then, um, you know, four o'clock comes and your kids are home and what have you done with your day? not very much. So, so yeah, it can be great because of that freedom, but it can also be hard because you have to stay on top of it. I, I like to make a priority list. Um, that's just kind of how my brain works. If I know like the top three things that I need to do that day, then usually I can do that. If I don't make a list, I don't know what I get done. (laughs) I couldn't tell you. (laughs) I am the same way. Yes. And there's definitely, validity to that. Like what, what are the three most important things to do? Or even what is the most important thing I need to get done? Yes. Um, because otherwise I let all the little things take over my day and like, and, and yeah, scrolling Instagram and whatever. And by the time four o'clock rolls around, you're frustrated and mad because you had this day, you were going to get so much done. And what did you do? You got nothing to show for it. Nothing. What is one piece of advice you have for other women working from home? Um, is there something that you found that works really well for you and your family? Like, and this could have nothing to do with business, right? Um, some people are like, oh, I love, you know, the the meal kits that come. Or, but have you, is there something you found that you're like, this has really contributed to our success through during this time? Definitely automation. Um as much as possible, automate in your business, um, get that, um, the email sequence going, get your systems just on a schedule because, um, if you are doing the same thing over and over and over again, try to automate that so that you can, you know, do it really well one time and then set it and forget it. Um, that way you're always on brand. You're, you know, you're giving the same answer to people. You know what I mean? Um, 
that has helped me incredibly. Without automation, I wouldn't be able to run my business like I do. Um, another another thing, I know you asked for one. Um, don't don't say like I want to do a t-shirt business and then go look at all the other t-shirt businesses in the industry for inspiration. Go elsewhere. Look into like um, different like go look at the scrunchie maker and see how she's. Uh, marketing her business go look at like the dog apparel or the um I don't know like the art subscription person and just see how they're marketing their business and look for ideas there because you don't want to turn into a clone of this business so that then you look like because then you won't stand out your content will be boring and you'll you'll never be motivated to um to look different if you're just trying, or even if you're like a cookie business, don't look and see what everybody else is doing. Figure out your thing and figure out how to stand out that way. Um, it's so easy to look at everybody else's feed and everybody else's content and say like, I need to be doing this because this is what the people do. No, that's boring. Stand out and do something else. Right. Yeah. Yep. And I think that is something you do so well, because like you said, you, you like that, um, that more sarcastic side. And I think that really makes you stand out and people just, just love that. So I think you are doing an awesome job with that. Thank you. Yes. Okay. One last question before we finish up here, tell us what's next for your business. What are you looking forward to in the future? Do you have big dreams or goals or anything that you're planning? (sighs) Um, yes, I, I want to host cookie retreats someday. Um, I have no idea what that looks like. Um, I just want it to be in person where people can get together. The community is great online, but it's even greater in person. Um, I've only been with other cookiers one time, and that was for a big event called Cookie Con. I don't know if you learned about that during your time doing cookies. Um, It was amazing. And just having everybody in the same space um, sharing and, and just everybody can relate to one another all because of a cookie. And it's just so amazing. Um, and I don't know, I think it's really cool. So I, I just have like a dream of getting people together and like talking strategy and, um, cookies and marketing and just giving different ideas to people so that when they leave, they feel refreshed and they feel excited to continue in their business. Yes. I just love how you've taken this niche of, you know, yeah, you make t-shirts for the cookies, but then just the idea of a retreat specifically for someone who makes cookies, right? That's that's really narrowing down and meeting those people where they're at. Yes, it's a very, very narrow. <laughs> <laughs> those people will forever be raving fans. Yes. So that's the way to go. Okay, tell us where we can find you. Um, tell us um, where we can buy your shirts, where to follow you on social media. Um, I, my website is bakeryteco.com, T-E-E, like a t-shirt. And you can find me on Instagram at bakeryteco and over on TikTok, but I'm not there a whole lot. I'm not, a, I'm not there as much as I'd like to be. Instagram is usually where, where I like to hang out. Same. Same, (laughs) me too. Courtney, thank you so much for being here. And those of you listening, I hope you hop over, um, take a look at her shop, pick up a t-shirt for you or someone else in your life who loves to bake. 
And um, I hope you follow her on Instagram. Keep up with what what she's doing and um, support her and encourage her. That's what we're all here for. Thank you for listening to Her Business Rocks. Be sure to visit herbusinessrocks.com to get bonus content, show notes, and to sign up for our weekly newsletter. And if you enjoy this podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. As always, we appreciate your support and we'll see you next time for more Her Business Rocks.